passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, welcome to the post game podcast. Jerry's on vacation. Eddie Scazzeri joins me today. Hi there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. I was, uh, you know, yesterday I got to host with Geo. You did, yes. Yeah, and I almost brought this up to CeeLo in the po- in the warm up show, and I was talking to uh, Izzo about this during uh, before we came in here. He's asked, "Oh, how was it hosting co hosting with Geo?" It's either good to be the the main guy mm-hmm. driving the conversation. Or the third and fourth guy, yes. third, fourth, and fifth guy, being the second guy, you're expected to contribute as much, and the lead guy's taking all the good stuff. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. It's tough, very tough. And you're just kind of commenting on what he says because in your position with your sports fandom knowledge, it's like you're not going to come up with a driving topic necessarily. Right. And I noticed that in the in the the top. The uh, the first segment of each hour was a lot of sports, right? And then then CeeLo came in and it was fine. And then the the last segment of each hour seemed to be some sort of off topic, yes, which was fine, which is better for me, correct? But like to be that to the second almost equal voice when it's just sports, it's a tough spot for you, right? The other thing was in the CeeLo segment, he talks so fast. He's like, and then into sound. I'm like, my gosh, when am I supposed to jump in here? Not that I really had anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it just felt, it felt weird to me. Yes. Yeah, but you did fine. You you held your own. Yeah, but just like, I feel like I was just like holding place. Like Joe Beningo came in, boom, he was like rip roaring. 
Yes. We got a ton of phone calls today. Oh, I know. I know. All because of Joe's. Joe being on, I uh, think. Yeah, well, he's beloved. Yeah, he is beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Gio said, I'll see how you do tomorrow. Because, uh, you know, when you do it every day, as Joe knows for sure, as he yes. does it many, many years, uh, different than coming in, landing in, and um, doing some radio. And But I think it's a, it's a very easy drive in. It'll be an okay drive home for him. I think he'll be fine for two days. Okay, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I like when it changed things up in the summer. Yeah. You know, it's... it's these radio shows you do them every day. It's not like TV where you 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 film uh, or you record or do you know eighteen episodes or something, and you come back a year later and do it again. Right. Like, this is like every day. Mm-hmm. So in the summer when it gets broken up, the different things, uh, it's a nice change sometimes. Oh, for sure. And Joe is just remarkable. Like the times when he was in here for the the rejoins, as we say in the trade. Yes, like the, the music. music would always spark something, and then he would go on a little two or three minute story about what, which is fun. Which is the great thing about music; it does remind yes. you of different eras in your life and mm-hmm. very specific things in it your does. life. Yes, or certain movies you saw mm-hmm. where the mo- where the film or where the song was was put in the movie, mm-hmm. like all those things. Like that, the music more than anything else triggers Agreed. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, remember where or what year it was based on where you are in your life, knowing where you were listening to it. Right. Joe brought up an interesting thing that he said during the program that the age of 42, he's 70 now. Mm -hmm. He said the age of 42 was the best age to be. And he told Gio, who's 40 or 41, uh, you haven't even hit it yet. Like, that's the best year. I was trying to think, like, I feel like my my 43, 42, 43, 44, I put that right in the, I, I'm with Joe yeah. on that one. You you were killing it. I was killing it in the dating world. Yeah, you were. I I know. I had a very small window where I was killing it in the dating world. It was about a five or six year period. Uh, I think less. Of I think less. Three or four? Yeah. Maybe like 2012, 13, 14. Mm. Where I was on a nice little roll for myself. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'm gonna put that, I put those years up there. I thought they were good years. Yeah, they were for sure. I had no dog. I mean, I was killing yeah. life. You were in Basking Ridge. Ah. Not that you don't love your place now, which is very nice. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Basking Ridge, I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Do you have a year where you feel like, boy, that was a great year? Um, or, or era, a like couple year period, like early 40s, late 40s, well, early 30s? You know, as you get old and the physical stuff, and that, that all sucks, but... In my head, it's like I'm kind of, I'm always like okay with where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I always look back and just because of things I know now being older and perhaps wiser, hopefully, that like there's always things that when I look back like, oh, I wish that I have known or I wish I would have done this differently. I wish it, not that it's like, like a big regret, but I sort of enjoy my mind now knowing things and experiencing things so i i don't necessarily look back and you know wish to be obviously from the purely physical standpoint of course you want to be young and fit and all that stuff and have your you know body not breaking down and all that stuff but no i'm okay with where i am because you know the the knowledge i've accumulated i'm i'm always okay with you know, being where I am mentally, anyway. Yeah. Not, 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 and also because 
it's not like I had a time when I've, you know, was sowing my wild oats, as they say, because I've been with my wife since I've been 17 years old. And I'm, what am I now? 56 years old. So, you know, and it's been a, I've been a one trick pony in that regard. So I didn't have that sort of hearkening back to wild days of sexual escapades and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think Gio also brought up a good point about like people that say, oh, I'd love to be 25 again. Man, like where we are now, we have careers that Mm -hmm. we've been in for a long time. So, like, even if things, stopped today yes we you know financially you you're not broke no and you're not going to be broke correct i i mean like it would not be ideal but i would be okay right if you know i never earned another penny it wouldn't be great but it wouldn't be a disaster but even if you like if the radio industry completely imploded it all disappeared you would have to find something else to do, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be like, I don't have to do this for 20 years or correct. Like that seems so daunting to me now yeah. to think of a 25 year old having like, you've got work so many years. Yes. And, and make sure that your career goes along in the proper way and mm-hmm. you'll save money for the future. And there's so many things to put into place that you're right. When you, when you think of where you are in life now, that's when you go, okay, go, you know, I I do have some piece that I've done some of those things correctly. Mm-hmm. And and if I needed to go, you know, I could drive, uh, I could drive for Uber Eats, I could drive for Amazon, you know, I, I like driving, I don't mind it. So I could find, if I needed to, I could find a job that I, w- I could make some money if I, if I needed to do that. But, and again, like, you know, what's a great year and this and that, I, I think now because I'm going to be retiring in whatever, three, four, five years, whatever that number is, and I'm still healthy enough, knocking on wood, that I can enjoy my retirement. Right. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. So for me, it's not like looking back was the best time. For me, the upcoming years are going to be the best time. I think of that as well. And and so I, I and again, yes, physically you know, sexually, whatever. It's all diminished because we're older. Correct. That's just life. So as long as I don't croak before I retire, which is always on the table. Yes, that sucks. Yeah, it does. But, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to the retirement years. And unlike Jerry, I am not terrified of it. And I'm not going to, unless I have to go get a job for money. But I'm I'm not going to be bored. I'll be fine having air quotes, nothing to do, because I will find stuff to do and I will entertain myself. I'm not worried about, you know, being, having nothing to do because I will have stuff to do. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel like I, I segment my day. Like when mm-hmm. I have days off or weekends or on vacation where I don't really go anywhere, I segment my mornings. I do this middays. I do this. Right. You know. I do like to have a plan. Yeah. Uh, of like, okay, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this, have the coffee, have the breakfast, walk the dog, you know, uh, and then go to the farmer's market or whatever the case may be. I have to run to Home Depot. I have to go to the shopping. and But that's all fine. Like, I'm okay with that. And you break it up. And then you're like, oh, you come home. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's 3 o'clock. I can start drinking wine now. What the hell? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm not, I'm don't, I do not dread retirement at all. 
Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Did your dad, was your dad retired long before he passed away? Uh, he retired at 75. What? Yes. He worked a Full long... time he was working? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Till 75. Till 75. And he passed at what age? Uh, he passed in 2021 before his, that would have been right before his 87th birthday. Oh, okay. So he had a, a oh, good did. solid yes, number of sure. years. Yeah, yeah. And he he was a, uh, a rec softball umpire for, since like 1972. And he did that up until he was like 82. So he still, because he enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, not much money, you know, whatever. I mean, it increased over the years, whatever, $60 a game, whatever it was, cash. Um, but, uh, yeah, he kept doing that, and he was, uh, until his body really broke down, yeah, he was he was fine, and he had, you know, those those extra years. Although he did, like, which I, which I don't want to do. This is something I, I don't want to happen. Like, you know, Jerry's afraid of, and I don't think it will because I'm not, we're different, me and my dad. But, like, he got into the habit of just, like, basically watching TV all day. Yeah, he can't do that. Which I am not doing. Yeah, my dad got into that, too. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the generation, this or that. And and then once he discovered, like, you know, Facebook, you know, which I'm not on. But, like, he got on, you know. Do you see what your cousin's doing? I'm like, I don't care, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. So he got into checking his Facebook. uh, Yeah, he would, like, like obsessively. Yeah. Like, you know, you you research Bruce Springsteen's genes. Yes. Like, he would be obsessed with following all the relatives. Yeah. Just remarking on what they've done or what they posted. I'm like, who cares? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like the idea of, like, um, doing something Mm part-time, even like like your father was being an umpire. Mm -hmm. And it's nice they gave him some cash. But he was also enjoyed doing it. It was something to break up the day. And then, or still stay involved with talking to people. And and after when he did retire, then he started volunteering at the uh, you know re- uh, rehab center. Or I don't think it was a nurse. I think there were parts that were a nursing home, like where your dad is. Yeah. And so he did that and would wheel people around. And he was older, seventy five between. 75 right, you got an eighty two year old fellow wheeling yeah, you around. You know, and ultimately he went and he was then. <laughs> recovering from various things in that same place where he had volunteered. But great move by him because yeah. then and everyone so, knows him, yeah, right? the staff ah. really liked him. And he's getting better treatment. Yeah, Harris, Big Ed. Oh, yeah, okay. So He helped us. We're going to help him now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't think he was planning that. Yeah. He was just trying to do something, you know, worthwhile and productive and nice in his retirement. That wasn't part of his big scheme was let me get <laughs> no. in here. No. Work here, help no. people here, like then a, when I come in here, I'll be treated better. And as nice as any of those places can be, yeah. uh, no one wants to be there. No. No. You know, that's not in your plan. No. That's not and in your game you plan. You know, you've you know, visited and all. It's like yeah. it's depressing. Yeah, well, very depressing. Yeah. No matter how beautiful it is, it's depressing. Right. Yeah, it's a tough place to uh, hang out. Yeah, and almost it's like uh, in all the, the niceties, it's almost like it's more for the visitors than the residents because right. you know they can certainly enjoy it but still you know they're there every day and they they are what they are but 
it's almost like the you know if you make it nicer, maybe people will visit more and be right. less depressed visiting. Yes. But no, no. Yeah, it's definitely important for what the place looks like inside. Yes. For but visitors, in, you know, to have a nice little outside patio with flowers and the whole thing. But ultimately, it's still very sad. Yes, I know it sucks. Like it does. You come into the world like that, and mm-hmm. you go out of it like that yeah. for some people. Yeah. Yeah. You can't walk when you right. when you're first born. You can't walk when you're on your way out. Right, and you have to have people like uh, changing your diapers oh, or the your bedpans. Yes, and helping you take a shower. Oh, yeah, come God on, mighty. Yeah, that's why I, if I go when I go, I just hope it's quick. Yes, and not lingering. Just get me out. I know, like nobody wants that. Like you, you can't talk to anybody, whether they're twenty, thirty, four, that would say, "Hey, do you want to be?" Uh, in a nursing home, hanging on for the last couple of years. No one's going to no. go, yeah, sign me up for that. No. And yet we do that to people because what are you supposed to do? Well, What's your other not, option? Well, yeah. Well, that's illegal and it's considered murder. Right. You know, a mercy killing. Mercy kill, yeah. If you will. You don't want that. You, know, you don't euthanize people. Now, you can make the argument we euthanize dogs and animals and all that, but... People are different. Yes. So we think. So you can't do that. Right. And I'm sure when you get to that point, maybe you're still hoping that, you know, you can get out of there. And so you're kind of hanging on to a almost in, in every circumstance a false hope. But, you know, if you're staring at the, the abyss, you know, maybe that's better. Is that what Dr. Kevorkian was doing? Uh huh. He was helping terminally ill patients mm-hmm. assisted suicide so yeah. they didn't have to mm-hmm. be in these homes for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And it's also a financial drain on your family. Yeah. You know, and, or yourself, if you, if you don't have, you know, but you know, you're going to run through that pretty damn quick. That's right. That's why I'm like, I don't want to waste my 401k, uh, sitting in a nursing home. Right. Myself. Right. So just blow it all and then just lean on the state. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to blow it all from what I, if I retire at 60. You're right. Between 60 to 70, I'm going to go yeah. through my money. Yeah. And then I'll be like, I got no cash yeah. now. Now what do I do? Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess you have to put me up. <laughs> now it'll be a crappy place, but. Or now I had heard that if that, when you pass away, you're like, let's say you have credit card debt, mm-hmm. that, that no one's responsible for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would pass to your heirs. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. So, like, what's stopping me from I retire at sixty, right? Yeah. From sixty to seventy, I burn through my retirement savings. Yeah. Then at seventy, I just start charging everything. Yeah. Now, yeah, and I don't know if you do have anything like left. Yeah. When, like, you know, if you're going to leave anything to a property or whatever, I don't know if the credit card companies can. Like come in and say we get our cut before. Like the Chase Bank would be like that thirty year old Subaru. Really, that's we own that now. Right. No, but like your condo. Right. Something, but like I, I don't know the legalities. You'd have to talk to a lawyer or. or By that point, I'll be dead. Yeah, you don't care. I was gonna roll roll up those credit cards. I yeah. buy myself a Porsche. There you go. On credit. Right. Why not? Right. Have somebody wheel you into the Porsche. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a car person. Like, yeah, I, me I neither. You know. Yeah, I've never. You know what? I I think I'm not into cars. Is so much of what happens to it is out of your control. Mm-hmm. Some douchebag 
uh, scratches your car when you're parked near them. Mm-hmm. Somebody hits you on the highway. Like, it's so out of your control that I would, like, your house is, listen, there are parts of a big storm comes through that's out of yes, your control. Right. But for the most part, it's not every day your house is in danger of getting beat up. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm not into, you know, for me, a car is a utility. Yeah. It doesn't, like, you know, I can appreciate a nice car, but I have no desire to own a fancy car or a sports car or anything like that. It just never appealed to me. Fancy clothes don't appeal to me. Fancy liquors and country clubs and golfing and all those expensive man habits. Yeah. I, I just don't, they they don't really do anything for me. I'm not right. a collector of anything, you know, I, jeans and t-shirt. I just, you know, I don't, I'd rather spend my money on going on vacations. Right. I heard you do have a fancy kitchen, though. Uh, yes. That yes. was told to me by right. um, Drywall Mike. Drywall Mike, yes. It is a very uh, nice kitchen. He did an outstanding job. So that you're and like, I'll is... put some money into this kitchen. Yeah, but that's different. That's like, Absolutely. You know, that's an all, investment, too, if you were ever to sell. A, and it was my wife. And, I, and it's like, I, I'm in that kitchen waking hours. I'm probably in that kitchen 90% of my waking hours is in that area. And a uh, very little chance that someone will crash into your kitchen, unlike very if you had a nice chance. sports car. Correct. Right. And if they crash into the front of the house, the kitchen's in the back. Kitchen's still so, fine. Now, did, uh, it did, is Gina getting her kitchen done? Not yet. They're, uh, they're making plans and she's... It'll, it'll be after the summer? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you started ours was a year ago, like, you know, week after Labor Day yeah. uh, last year. Yeah. Drywall Mike, that's our guy, Eddie. And the 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 dog watering stations. Oh, my favorite. Thing. That is really cool. It is. You put a cool dog watering station in your kitchen. In my kitchen for your dogs to always have fresh water. And also when very the, nice uh, when he also in our pantry that he built we we I used to have the dog food bins on the floor and bending down again getting older. But now he we have them on a higher shelf so I don't have to bend down. He then he. He drywall Mike. He he built this little slide out tray, so I got the the food bowls right under the dog f- food, and it just it's so much easier now. It's very convenient. Oh, it is. That's what you spend your money on. That's damn right. Your kitchen. Your kitchen. Kitchens mm-hmm. and bathrooms. Yeah. All right, Eddie. Let's do the warm up show. I did that with CeeLo today. Mm-hmm. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday. So. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 
Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.